So basically the vowels, it goes A-O-E-U. Um, and so the E and the U together makes an I. <laughs> and there's, I, I, I don't know the rhyme or reason to that, but yeah. that is how it works. And I mean, I'm sure in the future I'll be grateful for it because less keys is like less issues. But right now it is like, it's a, it's a learning curve to be like, no, that's not an I. An I is you. <laughs> for introverts, extroverts, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Chelsea Heaney, and my guest today is a stenography student who has been simultaneously educating and confusing the hell out of TikTok by demonstrating how a stenography machine works. She's gained over 60,000 followers and millions of views. Please welcome to the show, Isabel Lumsden. Hello, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Um, I came across, I, I honestly only downloaded TikTok like yesterday so I could properly look at your videos. <laughs> I think I must have seen them on Instagram. Um, yeah. And they just intrigued me so much because I had, it's, stenography is one of those things that I think people don't really think about as being a job yeah. until someone <laughs> actually points it out to you. Um yeah. Yeah, what sort of reactions have you gotten from people on, oh my gosh. on TikTok? People are just so confused. And honestly, <laughs> it's it shocked me the amount of reactions that I've gotten. Um, so many people are just like, they're commenting, being like, I think I know less now, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I mean, expected. I didn't really know much about it until I started doing my own research. Um but also people, it's really cool to see people showing an interest in it um, yeah. who had no idea what it was before because it is kind of like a hidden career. And so it's cool. I, I never expected people to find it so fascinating, but I'm really happy that they are finding it interesting. <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know, can you um, explain what a stenographer is and what they do? Sure. So a stenographer basically... Um, writes in real time everything um, that is said either in a courtroom or it could be in a classroom basically anywhere where you might need like real time dictation done mm -hmm. um, so they could also be somebody who does closed captions for movies or television or live events that sort mm -hmm. of thing um, for me I want to be a court reporter so that would be dictating everything that is said in the courtroom and you use kind of shorthand writing on your stenography machine, <laughs> your stenograph. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a funny looking keyboard machine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll get into it later, sort of more about the, the machine itself. Um, but what made you want to start uh, learning stenography and being a stenographer? Oh my gosh. my I have like the most backwards kind of story. <laughs> I, I straight out of high school, I went into business school. Um, and I did that for a year and a half and it did not stick. Mm. Like I, I was hating my life. Yeah. Um, so I dropped out of that and actually enrolled in television school, um, at a different like post-secondary institution in Edmonton where I live. Um, and so I took two years, I got my television diploma 
And then I worked for a year and then I was like, you know what, I could see my future um, having so many more doors opened um, if I went back to business school. So I did another year at business school <laughs> um, and I was like, you know what, I am hating my life once again. Yeah. So I dropped out of that again <laughs> and I was having kind of a heart to heart with my parents about what I expect in my future, I guess. And um, my mom actually found this like captioning and court reporting program in my city. And she was like, have you ever thought about doing this? Because I, I, I mean, I love listening to true crime podcasts. I love, <laughs> I just like, I, I, I'm always just so fascinated by crime and the court systems. And I just, I love listening to stories in general. And so my mom showed it to me and I did some more research and kind of figured out that it was like the, it seems like it's going to be the perfect career path for me and what I want <laughs> for my future. Um, and I, it gives me the opportunity to move across the world if I want. So, and travel. Yeah. So that's kind of how I found stenography. I definitely had to do a lot of my own research to mm. <laughs> figure out if it's something I actually want to do. <laughs> yeah and that that was going to be one of my questions with with the qualification that you're currently doing if you do move somewhere else across the world will that qualification travel with you or will you have to re-qualify somewhere else um well so there's two programs in Canada that uh offer like a stenography program that is recognized by the National Court Reporters Association which I guess is North America mm -hmm. so um I, I'm pretty sure I can work anywhere in North America once I'm finished school. Yeah. Um, and then I've also seen, like, if they need an English-speaking court reporter in, like, Berlin or, like, yeah. if, if a Canadian commits a crime somewhere <laughs> across the world and they need somebody who knows English, um, then I could be flown out to Berlin or wherever <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, so you mentioned um, like you you specifically want to go into court report court reporting rather than sort of the live TV sort of things. Was that because of your sort of interest in true crime and stuff that that was where you specifically want to go? Yes, yes, definitely because of my interest in true crime, and <laughs> I just feel like it'll be so fascinating to sit in the courtroom and try to not show any reactions on my face as I'm writing yeah. everything word for word being like oh my goodness did they really just say that <laughs> like court reporters need like clearance levels to get into like some of you know the more high profile cases or something I don't know I know nothing about this <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm still learning but as far as I know I think it would just kind of be about experience so yeah. once I'm a if I have like a really good reputation as a court reporter then I could um, probably eventually get into the Supreme Courts and that sort of thing. But I think for a while I might have to sit through like divorce court or like <laughs> something a little bit more boring, but yeah. it'll be worth it. I'm sure it'll still be super interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you've if you've watched the show, but I will say that uh, basically my understanding of of court reporting comes from um, Ethel Beavers from Parks and Recreation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched it? Oh yes, I watched Parks and Rec a while ago, but it's one of my favorite shows ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very, 
anyone listening who who hasn't seen Parks and Rec, basically Ethel Beavers is just this minor character, but she pops up every now and then. She's the stenographer <laughs> for the court, and she's just so bitter and like doesn't care about anyone, and she's absolutely fantastic. And they constantly make her read things back for yep. like. They used her to like tell them that they love each other and yeah. <laughs> but that's that's my understanding of court reporting yeah, is, is just that'll be me. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I won't be as bitter. Hopefully I can maybe be happier with my life, but <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that would be what that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um so the course that you're doing, you're saying you're 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 doing one of two that that are offered in Canada. Um, how long does that course go for? Like, do you did you need to do um, anything before it to get into the course, or could you go? I know you didn't personally, but could you go straight in from high school? <laughs> yeah, so you could go straight in from high school. Um, you don't need any prerequisites for schooling or anything. And it's two years long. So, um, yeah, it's like four semesters, I guess. And um, one of the semesters you have like a workplace practicum. So you'll actually be in the field doing some real life practice. (laughs) So how far into your studies are you? I'm in my first semester. So (laughs) it's it's so funny. I'm like, I'm basically learning as I'm um, showing everybody on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just learned this. I'm going to show everybody on TikTok what I learned. <laughs> but it's definitely a very quick process because we're supposed to get to 225 words a minute, um, being able to write that fast on our yeah. stenography machines. Um, so we're bas- like we're already we're about a month and a half in and we're already over halfway through our theory. Um, so kind of like learning how all the words work. And then the rest of it will just be like speed building. So we get to 225 words a minute. (laughs) How many words could you do a minute just on a regular keyboard before you started this course? Oh, my gosh. I think I'm at like 60 or 70 words a minute, depending depending on the sentence. So like I I think like pretty fast or like around average on a normal keyboard. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, nowhere near 225. Because you you talk a lot about in your in your TikToks about that 225 words, and I googled mm-hmm. the average like how how many words the average person speaks a minute, and it's only 150. Yeah. So why does a stenographer need to be able to work 75 words ahead of everyone talking? <laughs> you know, I actually don't know. I think it's because like people might like speak on top of each other, or there could be like just people talking continuously. And I guess lawyers in a courtroom, they're trying to get their point across as quick as possible. Um, yeah, I, I, I assume it'll be, like, I'll probably, it probably won't always be 225 words yeah. in it, but my family just recently joked that um, once I can get there, I should go up against, like, somebody who does auctioning <laughs> and, like, try and keep up with that. That'll be the real test. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I want to talk about, about TikTok because that's how you sort of garnered all this attention. Um, when and, and why did you start posting on TikTok? Because you started posting on TikTok before you started doing the stenography. Yes, things. yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I started posting on TikTok probably in February and it was just kind of like silly videos with, like, my friends and stuff and 
yeah, some of them kind of got some attention. But then as I went on, I mean, COVID happened. So stopped seeing people as much. (laughs) Um, And then I just kind of decided, I mean, I posted my machine one day and it got a little bit of interest and people were kind of asking like, oh, you you need to show us how that works. Um, So then I posted the one that my one video that got like 3 million views. Um, And I, I, I guess I just kind of thought it was fascinating for people to see because I mean, I was even super intrigued by it. The first time I ever saw a stenograph was the first time I got my stenograph. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of was like, you know what? People might be interested in this. And turns out they were. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And since then, my like account has grown immensely. Like I've gained like over 40,000 followers since that first video. (laughs) I saw somewhere that you said you gained like around 30,000 followers in 10 days. Mm-hmm. That was your phone like vibrating off the table from all I, the notifications. My my notifications were turned off. I had to I right? had to keep yeah. them off. I was like, "Oh my goodness, it's it's funny opening up my TikTok app and and then you like get the little like this many new followers, this many comments, this many like likes." And I it was mind-blowing every time. Like it's I'm like, wow, this must be what it's like to be a celebrity and open up your, your account and just be what? like, yeah. like, how do you even keep up with it all? Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty incredible. Like I was I was telling a friend of mine that I was going to be interviewing a, a stenographer and I didn't even mention TikTok. And she was like, is it that girl I've seen on TikTok? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yes. was like, yes, it probably is. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like the one thing that I absolutely love to see is, I mean, I even went to my friend, she's moving away and I went to her going away party um, and her uncle was there and he was like, oh, I just saw a video about that the other day on Facebook. And I was like, ah, that was probably me. <laughs> like, it's like It's so funny the amount of people it's reached. And I mean, I've had people comment being like, oh, this is reaching lawyers, like all the lawyers at my office have been talking about this or like my steno friend like showed me this. And it's it's like insane how many people have seen it. And I I'm like obsessed with that. I'm so happy that people are so interested in that it's being talked about. <laughs> yeah. Now you, you sort of you you go through sort of a tour of, of your stenograph um, mm-hmm. on your TikTok. Can you sort of talk us through that now? What is what is that ridiculous machine like? <laughs> okay, so it's basically like, it's a shorthand machine. So um, it kind of is has its keys, which are unmarked. Um, and half of the keys are kind of like, what I would describe as starting letters. So kind of letters that would start words. Um, And then you have, there's only four vowels on it. And then there's, (laughs) and then there's a side that has finishing letters. So I have it right beside me. So I'm like, so there's like eight kind of starting keys. Yeah. Um, And so that's, yeah, there's like a select amount of letters. Um, And then there's 10 like final keys. And then there's an asterisk asterisk I I said it wrong in one of my videos so (laughs) (laughs) I need to correct myself um in the middle um and so yeah it's all about like the combination of letters and and so basically it types onto your little there's a little like electronic screen 
And so as you're typing, it goes into the machine, like on the screen in shorthand, and then you can plug it into your laptop and we have a software that translates it. So we can have it being like translated real time or you can plug it in afterwards and have it all come through. Oh, okay, cool. So you touched on a couple of things there that I wanted to bring up with this as well. The first one is there's only four vowels and the vowel that it's missing is I, which in itself is a word. So you have to type two letters to write a one letter word. Yes. Yeah. So basically that, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I think it's just quicker that way, I guess. Yeah. Um, But so basically the vowels, it goes A, O, E, U. Um, And so the E and the U together makes an I. Just, (laughs) <laughs> and there's I I I don't know the rhyme or reason to that but yeah. that is how it works and I mean I'm sure in the future I'll be grateful for it because less keys is like less issues but right now yeah. it is like yeah. it's, a, it's a learning curve to be like no that's not an I an I <laughs> is you <laughs> um and the the other one that I want to bring up which you do sort of talk about in one in one of your videos is that um, not every letter is on there, yeah. but yet some letters are there twice. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, makes no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, so it doesn't have every letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ones that are on there twice are kind of just more common letters. So on the initial side, um, like the kind of like the starting side, you have S um, twice on that same side. Um, and I think that's just because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> one long key. And I think that's just because it's a common like letter to start yeah. words with. Um, but every other letter in the alphabet um, is made up with a combination of the keys. So, so like if I push two keys together, it could make an M or three keys could be an N. But then, of course, there's so many exceptions like yeah. to those rules because um, certain words have finishing sounds. It's 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 basically like relearning yeah. a new language. It's it's so funny because you have to spell phonetically. So it's like two keys together would make like a like a ch, like a ch sound, or right. two keys together would make an sh sound. So it's kind of like instead of finishing it with an s and an h, you would just hit like two keys at the same time like it's it's hard to explain (laughs) no fair enough absolutely fair enough and how have you been going with learning all this because you've only been studying it for a month and a half was that first sort of week like what is happening honestly the first okay the very first week was like oh my goodness what is happening it was just about learning like the basic like what the keys are and it was funny because our first class I um I was sitting there and my instructor was like, okay, we're going to do like a, a word list, like a letter list. And yeah. so then she started like saying letters and I didn't realize we had to like type them into our machine as she was saying, them. Oh, no. like, I just, I totally didn't. I was like, what? And then she was like getting us to read them back to her. And so I was super stressed about that. Um, so then I was like, okay, I'm going to be practicing every single day so that I don't get in the dark with this. Um, But yeah, so like the first, I would say three weeks were actually not too bad because we were just kind of, it was super 
simple stuff but the past yeah. couple weeks I've been like oh my goodness this is <laughs> it's getting harder <laughs> and it's such a learning curve um and they do recommend that we practice um 16 hours minimum per week wow. so that's like like two hours a day is what they recommend on average and they were like if you have a job right now like if it's to support your basic needs then like keep your job but if it's just like for your everyday wants like then you know we recommend you don't have a job and so <laughs> it's 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 quite the learning curve and it's quite stressful but I'm also yeah. like I can see myself improving and I'm I'm looking forward to the future and I know yeah. it's going to be super rewarding in the end so yeah, yeah it's been a lot <laughs> <laughs> what's Definitely. the um the hardest word that you've had to do so far oh my gosh it changes every week I'm like looking <laughs> at my stenograph keys right now trying to think like what is a hard word any word that starts with an X or like like EX has oh, yeah. been really hard for me. Got many like the like the word manifestation. Oh wow, yeah. That's like you have to do it in three separate like keystrokes. Okay. So, yeah. A hard word. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of words like that where I'm just like, why is this this way? A lot of memorizing. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask as well, you, you put up a video about um, punctuation um, yeah. and, and how to do all the punctuation in there. And I was sort of thinking about it, I was like, you know, if someone is talking in, in a court, like, if they're yelling, do you put an exclamation mark at the end? Because I feel like it could be, like, interpreted in different ways and it's a court reporting, so, like, that could end up with problems in the future. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think we do. I'm, like... Obviously, I don't know all the rules yet, but I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. they told us um, that it's, like, very rarely used. Yeah. Like, it would have to be very obvious that there should be, an, like, an exclamation point used. Um, but, yeah, besides that, it's just... I, I'm pretty sure period is the safest bet. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, like, you know, understand that you're you're still a student so a couple of these questions you might not have answers to but you'll definitely know more than me um I wanted to ask is there some sort of measure like to stop court reporters from just sort of writing whatever they want if that makes sense like obviously like most people wouldn't do that but I don't know I'm, I'm just like imagining the worst like somebody just writes guilty instead of not guilty and then it's like oh no uh, Honestly, yeah like I I, obviously, I don't know, yeah. um, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you do do something like that, you can literally, like, mess up a whole case. Like, it could be a mistrial. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, I mean, as awful as it sounds, I'm I'm guessing, like, if you made a mistake that big, you could probably get charged yeah. as a court reporter. I, I mean, I would hope, <laughs> because yeah. you don't want to just be, like having mistrials on purpose exactly yeah if it was but, if it was on purpose then I really think yeah there probably should be something in, in place for that so that doesn't happen but do they do yeah. like an audio recording alongside of yeah. the, the yeah so from what I've seen most um court reporters 
in fact, probably all court reporters um, record the audio, um, especially for if they don't understand a word or yeah. know what a word is. That way they can go back to their notes, see like if they spelt it phonetically, if they can like figure out what word it was, or if not, they can listen back on their audio and then research the word, yeah. make sure they they have it right. But yeah, definitely there's audio recording so that <laughs> if you do make a mistake, you can go back and fix it. But technically, when I'm done my program, I should be able to type 225 words a minute at 95% mm. accuracy. So oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of like, I guess, a last resort. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I guess listening is a really important skill. Well, because you know there could be multiple people talking at once, you know, legal jargon as well. Yeah. Like, so will you will you have to sort of learn some of that legal jargon so you understand the context of it, and that makes yeah. it time. Yeah. So I we we take um, we have obviously our like stenography theory sort of classes, mm -hmm. um, and then we're also in like a law class and an English class. Right. Um, yeah, so it's so we get to like learn all of the legal jargon. Um, obviously, not to the extent that like a lawyer yeah. would learn it, but <laughs> just so that we understand kind of what's going on and what certain words are and what they mean, mm -hmm. um, because there will be some common <laughs> words there that that will come up. Um, yeah. Yeah, accents <laughs> would be a big thing as well. I yes. Would, I'm yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was something else. So accents um, and also if people are talking on like speaking on top of each other, um, the court reporter can say one person at a time, like slow down. Like we can obviously repeat back what people said, ask people to repeat what they said. If we don't hear it properly, like we need it to be an accurate depiction of what was spoken in the courtroom. Yeah. So court reporters are kind of one of the only people who have that power to be like hold up one person talking at a time please or, yeah. <laughs> or can you please repeat what you just said so yeah and I, I wanted to ask as well um with you know social media and TikTok we often think about how that can advance people's careers more in sort of the entertainment industry and the you know sort of business side of things mm -hmm. do you think this is going like TikTok is going to help your career as a stenographer oh definitely yeah I, I've already had people reach out to me from I mean pretty much all across nor I mean all across the world really yeah <laughs> um and I mean I've had I had an interview with like the National Court Reporters Association, which was super cool. Like they just interviewed me for one of their online articles. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I've had people um, message me from New York, Los Angeles, like Chicago, just like all over. And they're just like, if you need any help, let me know. Or once you actually get like looking for jobs, let me know I can help you out and so I'm like super excited because at the very least I've at least I mean I've put my name out there and people know that I'm going to be a court reporter in a couple years yeah <laughs> so I think it's cool to kind of like I mean obviously you see so many influencers and they get like brand deals and whatnot but 
for me, it's kind of like, oh, well, it might open some doors for me to move across the world or move across, like move to the United States maybe and have new experiences that I might not have gotten if I was just kind of another (laughs) person coming (laughs) to school. I mean, I think no matter what, there's amazing opportunities in court reporting. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I've heard from people in New York, they said that they can't even keep up right now during the pandemic with all the cases and like they're at a shortage and they need people and I mean everybody like majority of court reporters now are kind of hitting the age of retirement yeah (laughs) so it's it's a profession that needs people and I I definitely think that my TikTok has helped put my name out there in that regards so I'm I'm super excited about that do you think that you um, have inspired other people to take it up? Have you had anyone comment or anything saying that they yeah. think they're going to take it up? Yeah, I have. I've had so many people message me in comments saying that they're intrigued and they want to learn more or they've asked me for advice, and which makes me so happy because I'm like, you know, my the school I'm attending right now, um, they have a program that's, I think, four or five weeks long. And it's like a free program, or it could be even shorter. It's a free program. It's called Discover Steno. And it's basically to get people interested in court reporting and like actually show them what it is because so many people don't know about what it is. Yeah. Um, And that's like something that I think court reporting associations like across at least North America and potentially the world do because not many people know about it and so it's really cool to see um people reaching out to me being like I've never thought of this before um and I even had like one of like the old presidents of the court reporting association in Missouri or something ask if they could use it um use my TikToks in like a high school to like generate (laughs) curiosity And I'm like, oh, that's I'm I'm so happy that my TikToks <laughs> yeah. have the power to inspire people, and I mean, maybe help people choose a career path they would have never thought about yeah. before. Sometimes I think that that some of the most interesting jobs and careers are those ones that people don't really think about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and that's what sort of like because on this podcast I sort of try and get each episode somebody that does a different type of thing and I'm sort of trying to go, okay, what's outside of the box? What's something that the yeah. people don't really think about that much? And so, yeah, I was really happy because I would not have thought about stenography if I hadn't seen your TikTok. <laughs> well, I'm glad um, you saw, saw them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk again about it, um sort of your once you've finished your studies um how how do court reporters get employed like are they employed freelance or or through the courts or through the governments or yeah so I think it's a little bit of everything um so you could um be freelance style like kind of contract work um or you could be hired by a law office or courthouse um yeah, basically that sort of thing. So you could kind yeah. of have like a more steady job or you can pick and choose your schedule, um, which is something I really liked about it. Because um, one day I like hope to be a mom and have kids. And so that's something like I feel like it's pretty flexible if I decide to be more take the freelance um, path, then 
it, it just like opens up so many opportunities for me to have time to do work and be interested and involved and then also <laughs> I don't know have kids or go traveling if yeah. you if you like look up court reporting people say they love it because they can like one day be sitting in a courtroom and the next day like be sitting with their toes in the sand like typing up <laughs> like finishing their their case so I'm like <laughs> that really appealed to me. <laughs> I just have a so. picture now of someone sitting on the beach with like a pina colada and a stenograph. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be something hopefully the I feel like doesn't airport security that. would look at you weird if you like <laughs> it's, it's funny because it looks like a machine from like like I don't know 50 years ago <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure they'd be like why do you have that small old typewriter <laughs> <laughs> oh that was another thing I wanted to ask you was if you don't, I really think you should um, take up piano. Like, oh do you God. play piano? I did when I was, like, eight years old. And then, <laughs> like, my parents made me take piano from, like, when I was six to, like, eight years old. And then I quit. <laughs> but I, I recently actually got a keyboard because I wanted to like pick it up again it seems but, like a very transferable <laughs> skill between the two yeah this is yeah. probably same hand placement <laughs> exactly you can do it fast like yeah <laughs> the keys don't have markings because I I also played piano when I was younger I do have one behind me but I'm not good at it um <laughs> but like especially when you're younger you normally put like stickers on the keys so you yes. remember which one Were you ever tempted to do that with the stenograph oh my gosh yes <laughs> I was like <laughs> I, I wanted to do that so bad, especially when they were um, doing like those letter lists. But then I, I very quickly realized that not even all the um, letters in the alphabet are on the keyboard. So yeah. doing that wouldn't even necessarily <laughs> help me and it'd probably just slow me down. But I was like so tempted. And like the first week I was like so stressed. I'm like, I need to learn these keys. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, very um, tempted. Another question. Um, which again, you sort of answered on on your TikToks before, but is there any worry about um, this job becoming redundant because of sort of voice to text um, technology that that we have? Um, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I know lots of people have said that they're like, your job isn't gonna <laughs> exist in two years, and I'm like, well, then I guess that's just my issue. Like, yeah don't take this path then um but yeah no I'm not concerned just because there are so many things that voice to text can't do yet um and it's like so funny like things you don't even think of like if people are talking in the courtroom and somebody sneezes like who's yeah. sitting watching then that could like mess up the whole audio or if two people are talking over each other um, I guess it sort of goes back to that listening that we were talking about. Exactly. Before. Yeah. And and also like a court reporter can stop people and say, hey, like slow down or can even like repeat back what was just said. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think some places, as far as I know, I mean, I've heard that some places have tried doing voice to text software, um, but like it's caused even more headaches than it has done yeah. good. I'm I'm not too concerned about it and I mean I guess 
who knows what's going to happen in like 10 to 20 years. But I also know like court reporters from 20 years ago were told that it was a dying like profession. <laughs> and, like here they are 20 years later yeah. like, still with a job. So, and also it's, yeah, it's just like expensive to get that software. It'd need to be flawless. So I'm not too concerned about <laughs> <laughs> my job not existing, but I guess, yeah, if people are concerned, then they don't need to be a court reporter. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, now, we are getting towards the end here, but I always like to ask a random question to each okay. of my guests uh, towards the end of the interview, and it's different for each person. So my okay. question for you is, what is the strangest coincidence you've ever experienced? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is a hard question. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Do you have any strange coincidences? I, I have an example. Um, when I was buying my first car, um, mm. I think, like, the time it must have been available to be seen or something. Like, I was busy. I don't know if I was at school or something. So my parents went to go look at the car for me, and they sent a photo of it to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, it looks good. And they were like, no, no, Chelsea, the building behind where it is parked <laughs> is where you were born. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy who owned the car lived in like the building next door and the oh, car was parked on the street and it was parked outside the building when I was born and that was my first car <laughs> <laughs> so it was meant to be yeah That's so funny I'm trying to think of strange coincidences in my life this is a hard question it is but remember we can edit out time yes thinking, so that's fine <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm trying to think. I'm like, I'm sure there are so many, but I just... You don't think about them, yeah. Yeah, I'm like... Have you, like, bumped into a person in a place you weren't expecting to see them, or...? I mean, I went for coffee <laughs> maybe, like, a month ago, and I saw this person there who I, like, kind of knew. And then I went for coffee like just like two days ago with a different friend at a different place and I saw the same person there who I like kind of know but don't know and like he was there studying both times and I was like what are the chances I run into you at two separate coffee shops like a month apart in like yeah. like a place outside of my city and then a place in my city that was kind of a strange coincidence, That's a strange coincidence. so now the question is are they your stalker or are you theirs <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I'm like, is fate trying to tell me something? Like, <laughs> if I, I'm like, okay, hey, if I run into him again, I'm gonna say something. Because so yeah. far, I haven't said anything. Well, things but, come in threes, right? So yeah, yeah. So. I, I think if I think if you see them again, um, out for coffee, then then yeah, it's definitely definitely something strange is going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And my final question for you uh, is one that I ask everybody that comes on the show. The The show is called Loud and Seemingly Confident because that's how I once described myself. Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself a confident person? No. <laughs> Long story short, no. <laughs> I mean, I like to pretend, I like to pretend I'm confident, mm. but I, I mean, is anybody really confident? <laughs> We all we're all just faking it till we make it. I feel <laughs> like it's so interesting the responses that I get from that question. It's often either like a straightaway no, like yours was, a straightaway <laughs> yes, of course I am, or like a 
eh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm like, I'm like, sometimes. Depends what I'm doing and who I'm around. But I, I like to fake it. Fake it till I make it. <laughs> think you're confident? Probably. Yeah. I mean, some people are probably like, oh, she's shy. But other people are probably like, that is the craziest girl I know. I mean, you know, putting stuff out on TikTok and stuff, like, that's pretty, you know, not everybody has the guts to sort of put themselves out like that. Um, But, yeah, I also know that as as a performer myself, that just because you can put yourself in front of people doesn't mean you're confident about doing it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely situational. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been an absolutely fascinating chat. I've absolutely thank loved you for it. Having me. <laughs> thank you, everybody else, for listening. Please um, like and subscribe and whatever you do on podcasts and and um, follow me on Instagram at Chelsea J Heaney or follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Loud and Seemingly Confident. Isabel, where can people find out more about you? Um, they can follow me on Instagram um, at Isabel Lumsden or on TikTok, which is also at Isabel Lumsden. <laughs> thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs>